Welcome to another episode of Juggalos for Liberty. I'm your host, Alexander T. Roll, back at you once again. And uh, a lot of stuff has happened since the last episode, so I'm going to kind of breeze through some of the things that we've missed. Um, and this is another reason why I can't do a daily show, is because you, you got to dedicate a lot of time if you want to stay up to date. So a weekly or bi-weekly show is still my, uh, still my lane. Um, so there was a uh, Second Amendment rally in Virginia. Um, for those who who don't know or haven't been paying attention, <clears throat> the uh, governor of uh, Virginia, Ralph Northam, uh, he's actually been pushing a lot of anti uh, Second Amendment uh, and a lot of anti gun uh, policies. And it got to the point where I believe it was the sheriff had said that uh, he's not going to enforce anything because they were talking about getting the National Guard in and stuff like that. And, and the sheriff actually, and even though people want to, you know, bash law enforcement and saying that they're the ones who would actually come and get your guns. Um, I'll give him credit that he said that he would deputize regular citizens to help fight a all-out gun confiscation. Um, so yeah, but the media uh, tried their hardest to paint this as a white supremacist rally, you know, Nazis and you know, blah 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 blah. And it, and of course that wasn't the case. I see you've seen people from all walks of life show up. A lot of you know, I seen a sign, uh, you know, a black guy holding a sign saying, you know, my ancestors wore chains and that's why I'm going to bear arms. And hey, that's a perfectly good uh, example of of why you should. Um, so, yeah, of course, you know, it went off without incident. There were no, a lot of videos of people shaking hands and saying hi to each other and, you know, uh, taking pictures. No fights, no shootings, none of that shit. Because, of course, the, the media wanted to amp it up to be such and, you know, worry that something was going to happen. But, of course, nothing was going to happen. An armed society is a polite society. So if you get an armed rally, it's going to be a polite rally. Uh, the coronavirus uh, is currently uh, in the midst, we're in the midst of an outbreak and I, I i don't know what the technical definition of a pandemic is but i guess we're close or on the uh, on the verge of one and i see a lot of people pass this off as oh it's a you know it's eugenics and the illuminati with the you know virus patent from bill and melinda gates foundation and you know and all this other shit and honestly I, you just got to look at some of the shit that these people eat from these communist countries i watched a video of this guy i don't know why i watched this but i seen this video of this guy bite onto a live frog's lip grab the other half of the frog's mouth and just rip it in half and he just starts chewing it down and then i also seen a, another video of a guy biting off a rat's head a dead rat but it was bit off its head and just started chewing it and started munching down and I don't know, you know, they didn't, these people didn't look like they were starving necessarily per se. I don't know if they were doing it just for the likes on videos and stuff, but oh my god. They, the, the, the supposed, uh, origin, uh, or, uh, excuse me, I should say the, the supposed origin of this virus was possibly from bat soup. And if you've seen the videos of these people eating this soup, it's a lot, it's, it's not live, but it's, it's a full bat with fur and, and everything just plopped right there in your soup. Bloop. Anyway, also, uh, Bernie Sanders, I've seen a lot of uh, attack attacks from the media uh, against him, and it's, it's apparent that, you know, they don't want him as the nominee. Um, the Democrats are aware that he would lose to Trump uh, in an election, no matter, you know, even though some polls may 
say the opposite, but he has a lot of shit in his past. You know, he, he supported a lot of communist regimes, the Sandinistas and all that shit. And so he's going to get completely hammered in the debate against Trump. And Democrats are aware of this. He has a lot of skeletons in his closet. So they're trying to prevent that. And that's why even Obama said he would come out and, you know, and make a statement against a Bernie Sanders uh, nomination. But Bernie bros, I feel for you. I mean, you are now finally seeing what it's like when the mainstream media turns against you. And but they're still going to think you're they still assume you're going to vote for them. So that they're it's they're okay. They 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 assume they're safe attacking Bernie Sanders because you're going to vote for whoever they they tell you to anyway, right? Anyway, welcome to the show. Impeachment 2020. So, if you haven't been paying attention, you've been living under a rock somewhere, uh, just to let you know, the President of the United States has been impeached in the House. And the one thing that I've learned through this whole bullshit process is that a lot of people don't really understand how impeachment works. People thought that once he was impeached in the House, oh, yay, Hillary's president now, woo! No, that's not actually what happens. So, the House... You know, and how impeachment works is the House is supposed to gather up evidence. They they get witness testimony. They you know they subpoena, and they do the fact finding and evidence gathering portion of that. And then they go ahead and they introduce articles of impeachment, and they pass it on to the Senate for a trial. The Senate is the one who decides on whether or not the the president is going to be removed, and they go from there. If the Senate agrees that the House has you know evidence that uh, requires an impeachment of the president and a removal, they will vote on such. But that's not how this one worked. <clears throat> so the House, they, if I am not mistaken, subpoenaed about 17 witnesses. And the president exerted his executive privilege, even though they're saying it's technically it wasn't executive privilege. He just said for his cabinet not to go and testify. So that brought a bigger fucking push for these articles. And what people don't kind of understand is that the, the, the Democrats had every chance to wait for these subpoenas to be adjudicated and forced testimony. They didn't want to wait for that. Okay. So what they did was they did a half-assed job of compiling all this evidence, getting witness testimony, and then they pushed it off to the Senate for trial but they chose to do so before the holidays. They wanted everybody to be talking about Trump's impeachment, so they rushed their work and then they forced it through the house, uh, forced it to the Senate right before the holidays. <clears throat> now it's come back to bite them in the ass because now, well, they want the Senate to actually have witnesses, and they, gosh darn it, had witnesses during the Clinton trial. Yeah, but there's two things that are missing that the, the Clinton trial had that this one does not. So Donald Trump hasn't been actually been charged with an actual crime. People need to understand that. Okay. But you don't need an actual crime to, uh, uh, pass an impeachment. I mean, the impeachment process is a political tool. It's not really a criminal justice thing. So we could impeach the president because <clears throat> we don't like his hair color or something like that. Right. So, the one thing that the Clinton impeachment had that this one does not is an actual crime, which would actually help people vote for the removal of him. And it also didn't have, it had 
bipartisan support. Democrats, some Democrats agreed that Clinton should have been uh, impeached. They didn't have any of that. <clears throat> what this was was a, a way to weaponize impeachment. And from all extents and purposes, from the news from today, you know, January 31st, it looks like he's going to be acquitted because they don't have the votes for removing him. So he may be impeached in the House, but not removed by the Senate. And that's going to make an interesting State of the Union this coming Tuesday because he, he might as well just bring a football and spike it right in front of them and do a touchdown dance. Um, so what were his charges? Uh, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Now, these are pretty nebulous, you know, terms and, and charges. So what is uh, uh, obstruction of Congress? Okay, he told his people in his cabinet not to go and testify. There were maybe about seven or eight instances in the Obama administration where Obama fought subpoenas. So this isn't really anything new or to, to presidents because they, they, this is something that they do. <clears throat> the House and Senate aren't supposed to necessarily rule over the executive and vice versa. They're, they're you know, co-equal branches. Now, if he, they charged him with obstruction of Congress, what does that mean? Does, you know, uh, po political pandering to a certain base or something, is that considered obstruction of Congress? Because... That's what politics is. They obstruct each other. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get the two parties for. And his other charge, abuse of power. So that stems from, like I said, people who aren't aware. He's been charged with abuse of power for holding up aid to Ukraine. Okay, now this aid was also held up during the Obama administration, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. So this, this aid wasn't necessarily something that was given to them on a monthly basis or on a yearly basis. This is something that was in a process. And what Trump did was he went to Zelensky or with through his surrogates anyway. And the charge is that he said, investigate Joe Biden for me. Then you'll get your missiles and you'll get this, this money. Now, if he purposefully singled out somebody that was going to be his opponent for the next election and had a foreign government investigate that person. Yeah, that looks pretty bad. That's, that's not good. We shouldn't want the president to do stuff like that. However, Trump's claiming that he asked them for an investigation into overall corruption that just happened to include the Bidens. Because Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, if people who are not aware, <clears throat> had a job on an oil company called Burisma, where he was making something crazy like 80, 50,000 a year. And he had no experience in this shit. He got, you know, drug charges on him. The guy's just just a piece of work. Has has no experience in that job, but he was giving it to him. And I think he even admitted once before that he wouldn't have had that job if he didn't have his last name. So the corruption that Trump wanted to investigate was Joe Biden removed a prosecutor that was going to investigate Burisma while his son was still working for them. So whether or not that's the case or not, <clears throat> um, I mean, it doesn't look good. It definitely doesn't. But this prosecutor that was investigating Burisma was was a corrupt guy. He did have some dirt on him and shit. And he probably should have been removed from that position. But having Joe Biden do it while this guy was investigating his son's company, I think that warrants at least a look into, especially if we're going to uh, 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 complain about not having enough information. So the big deal 
for through this whole impeachment trial, what it's going to boil down to is whether or not the Senate will actually have more witnesses for the House, for the Democrat side. Now, the House is mostly Democrats and the Senate is mostly Republicans. So you got these two quarreling different parties on different sides of Congress. Um, what it looks like, like I said earlier, it doesn't look like they're going to be having witnesses. Um, but you know what? It, it doesn't really matter at this point because the witnesses that they're trying to call have this supposed information about Trump actually, you know, uh, putting conditions on that aid for an investigation. But you know what? That's not impeachable. We put conditions on foreign aid all the time. That That's nothing new. So what are, exactly are they, uh, you know, trying to impeach him for again? Oh, well, yeah, that's right. We, he... He obstructed Congress by not letting his people testify to something that was already not impeachable and every other president has done. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I guess I guess so. But you know what? Trump doesn't help his own case. Okay, so Trump is trying to say, there was no quid pro quo. You know, it was perfect, the phone call. It was exactly perfect. You know, it was great, fabulous phone call. No, you know what? He should have just outright said, well, yeah, I asked. Yeah, I held up aid so we can investigate corruption. And that just happened to include one of the Bidens. If he had done that and not try to actually completely blow his defense team up by saying that there was no no quid pro quo that would have been easier because well everyone okay yeah that actually what he did was not impeachable okay but now he's trying to act like he's hiding something and that actually gives democrats more motivation to actually search into stuff so he's not helping his own case and if you're a lawyer for trump i feel sorry for you because the guy will say one thing and then completely leave you hanging out to dry if you actually publicly say the same thing that he probably said to you in confidence okay we trump is inconsistent but what he did was not impeachable and thank god that this is probably just gonna fail and blow up in the democrats faces because if they did if this passed let's say they impeached trump for uh, obstruction of congress and abuse of power for stuff that other presidents have done all the time, then this does not bode well for future presidents who don't have a House and Senate majority. Because now we're just going to impeach every president because we don't like them, right? And that doesn't really help our country. We're not going to progress. This is this would have been a step backwards. And I don't think people recognize that. And even in the past, uh, during the Clinton trial, uh, I think it was Nadler who Nadler who was uh, uh, on record saying you can't have a, a non-bipartisan impeachment because you know that's not good for the country. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say that would be the case. So anyway, on to our question of the week. So my question of the week was: Should Trump be impeached? And out of 60 Juggalos, 35 said no, 19 said yes, and 6 really haven't been paying attention. Um, which is actually quite surprising to me because, like I said, people assume Juggalos are mostly on the left. So any opportunity to get rid of Trump, I figured Juggalos mostly would have agreed with such, but not in this case. And that actually is very comforting. Um, Bruce Kopisch, I'm sorry, dude, I'm going to fuck your name up. Kopiski, K-O-P-I-S-C-H-K-E. Uh, he says, he's the only one that has balls to do anything. You don't start shit with our country. He's your president, like it or not. And you know what, dude? 
he de- Trump definitely has a, a set of heavy brass fucking balls. You know, out of everybody that I've seen in politics, I think Trump has the thickest skin and probably the heaviest balls. Uh, Della Diamond Hughes says, how about who gives a fuck? Election is in nine months. <clears throat> and you know what? Exactly. You know, uh, but Democrats have been pretty outspoken about not letting us decide the people. Uh, Adam Schiff himself said, uh, the president's misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box. He said, for we cannot be assured that the vote will be uh, fairly won. Which is basically saying we can't let Trump make it to 2020 election because he may win again. That doesn't sound very Democratic, huh? Thanks for the input, homegirl. Jay Olson says, don't ask Juggalo, Juggalo's politics. We still want Hatchet Man for president. Well, yeah. Uh, look, I think Juggalos are eventually going to get involved with politics in some shape or form in their life. Now, there are some really smart homies out there that I want to engage in intellectual dialogue with. So that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, Jason Blood shared a meme of South Park stating, it always comes down to a giant douche or a turd sandwich, which, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's about right. Uh, Sarah Kramer, K-R-E-M-E-R, said, Fuck that hoe. He knows nothing about being president. If Wendy is under fire for making fun of people with a cleft lip, then Trump needs to be under fire for making fun of people with disabilities. She's, she's referring to Wendy Williams making fun of Joaquin Phoenix for having a cleft lip. She literally lifted her lip up and was making fun of his cleft lip. That's pretty fucked up. But anyway, well... Okay, now, Trump has been under fire for allegedly doing that. But there are a few things to consider. So, one, Trump makes fun of everyone. He's an equal opportunity offender. He doesn't give a shit. Two, you're basing your assumption that he made of a uh, fun of a person with a disability because he did that hand-beating-on-the-chest thing. Now, do you know who the reporter is? You probably don't, right? You're just, just repeating this whole thing. His name is Sergei uh Kovaleski, and his disability actually prevents him from making that movement that Trump made, that der, der, der. So if he wanted to mock this guy, he would have just sat still with his arm up. You know, to that's exactly what the guy does. Now, Trump has mocked bank executives, he's mocked Ted Cruz, and uh, some of Obama's generals uh, with that same thing by doing that mocking hand movement, okay? So I don't think that this is him singling out this guy by doing that. I think that this line of criticism of Trump is pretty dumb. There are pr- plenty of other things to criticize him for. Get off the talking points, okay? Jake Jones says he is piggy pie incarnate, but it's also completely irrelevant in our culture. And he is impeached regardless of if anyone thinks he should be. Uh, The whole system is fucked and every one of them are puppets. It's a waste of time even talking about it. Now, you know, you you aren't you aren't lying. You're 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 right. I'm not going to disagree with that. And I can agree that impeachment has been mostly a distraction. Now, I'm not ready to toss the whole system out completely, uh, but definitely we do need an overhaul of certain things. I I agree with that. Thank you for your input. Uh, Kyle Blazer says, The dude is a whack job psycho nutcase. Plain and simple. How people don't see through the racism and egomaniacal ways are blind and it's sad. Our country is rapidly descending into absolute chaos because this dude lies more than than any other president, period. Hashtag impeach the bitch. So, Kyle, I think if you truly believe that the country descended into chaos after Trump and not before, that you may be the blind one, homie. That shit's been happening. I I can agree that Trump is an egomaniac. Yeah, 
the dude's been on TV and in the public spotlight since before a lot of us were even born. But I stop short of proclaiming that he's a racist. I think he's an opportunist before he is a racist. He doesn't care what color people are. He cares what you can do to benefit him. And as far as lying, well, yeah, that's true for almost any politician. Jay Hellerud, hey, that's a tight last name, Hellerud petitioned this. Donald J. Trump as a DLC for Mortal Kombat and... That would be awesome. Have a fatality where a wall springs up from the ground and splits his opponent in half or something. Ha, that'd be cool as shit. Uh, Shannon Watson says, fuck Trump. Damn, Oompa Loompa. Uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway, that was uh, the question of the week. Now, I'm going to take a second to add a new addition uh, a new segment to my show uh, called Grinding My Gears. I'm probably going to change the name of it, but it's just best thing that I can think of off the top of my head about shit that kind of pisses me off. Now, <clears throat> I'm a member of a lot of political groups. I have a lot of debates. I have a lot of discussions with people. And I generally try not to go down that low road with somebody when they try making personal attacks against you. I am really bad about that because I will respond to you. I'm pretty good about not initiating a personal attack. I won't I won't give someone a personal attack if they have a contrary opinion to mine, right? That's what this whole shittery is about, is having a civil dialogue with somebody, right? Now, I have noticed that some people will go straight for the personal attacks, right? I've been called fat, I've been called ugly, I've been called bald, and I've been called fucking that, this, that, and the other, and I'm like, okay, so, yeah, I'm fat, ugly, and bald, so fucking what, anyway, people will go for the personal attacks, because they run out of a lot of things to actually debate you with, so they need to attack your personal characters, since the substance of what you're saying can't be destroyed, um, I'm a member of this group called, uh, Tracy Ranson Raves Political Edition, and there was this female that was going back and forth with me, and the conversation started off fairly cordially. We, you know, we were talking about a bunch of different stuff because there was a list of things that somebody had shared. And I was going line by line, one by one, about things that I disagree with. And then at some point, this person got upset. <laughs> I, I fucking triggered them. And they started making personal attacks. Um, calling me fat. Not necessarily that, saying, oh, you're heavyweight, <laughs> and calling me ugly, uh, I feel bad for your wife, I feel bad for your kid, and all this other shit, and I I have to learn, and I, I, I suggest that you guys learn when and when is a conversation no longer beneficial? When should you completely stop the conversation? Now, I responded with a bunch of other things to myself. Like I said, I'm bad about that. But when she started bringing up my kid, starts bringing up my wife, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna respond. You know, bringing someone's family up in a political conversation that had nothing to do with them is a sign of low IQ, low intelligence, low class ratchetness. And Unfortunately, there are people out there that have no way of telling that that's the route that they're taking until they're already there, I think. So whether or not this person has a history of doing that is just is beyond me. But I ended up blocking them. I don't block many people. Um, there's two people in this group that I blocked. And of course, they started talking about me together because birds of a feather will flock together, right? But 
don't bring up somebody's kids and wife. And and the whole thing that she was trying to say is, well, you're on Facebook responding to me, so obviously uh, you're not paying attention to your kids. Like, okay, so does that mean that anybody who has kids and a Facebook profile are being negligent? No, of course not. That's that's her only way of being able to respond to any of the stuff that I was saying that actually made a lot of sense and was actually towards the subject that we were talking about. And I I took it personal, like I said. And I found out that, yeah, she left her husband to go pursue a career, even though they had a kid together. Okay, yeah, and you're calling me the one that's negligent towards my kid? Anyway, anyway, listen... I recommend to you guys to look for key identifiers uh, on when a conversation should end. When a personal attack gets brought up, say your piece, say something back if you want because, you know, you're pissed off. Say it and then block them, okay? Because these conversations will go really low. And it's the internet. People have cyber courage. They'll say shit on the internet that would, they would never say in person. There are these two people that I'm referring to. One of them's a guy, you know, there's a female... Uh, the guy would never say anything to me in person that he said to me on the internet. Call me fat ass, literally fat ass this time, and all this other shit. I, I, I highly doubt that this guy would come up to a 6 foot, 300 pound plus tattooed Mexican and call him a fat ass. Sorry bro, you're not on the internet anymore and get socked in the face. Not that I'm saying I would do that, but that's what would happen to you if you did something like that to somebody else. I'm pretty mellow. I'm a pretty common person. I can hold a conversation with people that disagree with me. Start making fun of me, fine. I'll say something back and then I'll end the conversation because that conversation is no longer going to be beneficial past that. Start making fun of my family, start bringing them up into it, then yeah, I'm going to have a problem. And uh, yeah, you should probably not do that. We as a society are so divided right now that I don't even know if it's going to be able to repair itself before it gets better. Sad to say. Anyway, that's the show. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, I'll see you again next time. Whoop, whoop.